drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Good evening and welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Uh, my name is Brody Ann Wright and next to me is the gorgeous Fio. And I think we'd like to both take this moment to acknowledge country. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are, we happen to be in Yagara and Turrbal country. I invite you also as you listen to this podcast to bring your attention to where you are. And I acknowledge the... Elders, past, present, and emerging. I acknowledge the the sovereignty of this land. I acknowledge the past and present crimes against the first peoples of this place and against the spirits of this land and the land itself. I acknowledge the British imperialist occupation continued. I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I acknowledge the strength and survival and power political prowess, complexity, beauty, joy of the the peoples of this place. I acknowledge all the spirits here. And we are in Kirilpa. Ashe, and thank you so much. Um, it's a beautiful time to be in this part of Kirilpa. Um, every morning when I drive across Miawa and I talk to her and I talk to the river and I um, I envisage all of the buildings kind of disappearing and I look at what that forest grove would have looked like on the opposite side of the river and I, I say, good morning, Kirilpa, good morning, Kirilpa spirits. Like I imagine everyone gathering there and I imagine the hunts that would be going on on such a beautiful winter day like this. Um, beginning of spring day like this, snakes are waking up, um, things like small buds are coming into bloom. I've seen more butterflies and bees in my garden. It's just a yummy time. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. That's great. And on that note, we are just going to go skip right over early spring <laughs> and we're going to go to the early promise of summer in this place. And we have... It's in warming up. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we have in this studio Jarrah Staggard and Luke Cloud Dancer. And these are two wonderful beings and beloveds and friends and... We're going to talk about, this is our 13th episode, so that's super fucking exciting. Oh my God. And we're going to talk about um, Wildwood, Witchcraft, and Wildwood Beltane. Mm-mm. Whee! Mm. Thanks for coming, Jarrah and Luke. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having Thank us. you for having us. Very exciting. Mm. It's, it's not long now. Mm. Couple of days mm-hmm. till we celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just bear with us, we're time traveling. Yeah. So, how would we? So, lots of people come into the shop and ask for: Is there a pagan event? Is there a a magical day that they could all attend that they'd be welcome to? Even before they they've asked about perhaps joining a group or a coven or anything like that. And um, Beltana Beltane Wildwood Fairy Parade is the number one event in Brisbane. Let's be real. 
it changed my magical practice in Brisbane and it, it changed my magical practice in my life um, by being invited to it for the first time. I, I guess uh, there's lots more obviously to all of the wonderful things you both do individually, but I would love to talk about um, how Beltane started and how, how you guys uh, created it. Yes. Mm. Thank, thank you for saying that as well, Brody. And it's like a delight to hear how special it's been for you. Like I know there are lots of things that happen, but I know, like I agree, Beltane is special. Mm. And I'm like I'm really pleased to hear that the the event that we create has been powerful for you. Oh, it changed everything. I was terrified the first time I went because <laughs> I didn't know anyone, and I'd always been a solitary practitioner. And the space that you create, and also the way in which you create it. Uh, changed changed everything for me. It made me feel so welcome. And then before I knew it, I was at my third, my fourth. I, I joke with people in the shop now at Crystal Earth that, like, I even invited my muggle family to come along last year. Um, everybody is welcome to enjoy a celebration of, of summer and spring and life and love and all that nice stuff. Um, when did you first come up with the idea and or, like, how how did the first one come about? Well, um, I guess I can speak to the idea around, say, the the fairy parade mm-hmm. and the day ritual. I know um, it was, uh, say, early 2009. Um, we were discussing, uh, say, uh, like things that we could do in the city that were a little bit radical. And um, we were obsessed with getting dressed up and um, going out into the streets and uh, sort of like showing our wild self. And so we thought, what if we took that essence into the heart of the city for Beltane when the Fae are right there coming into the world and everything's blooming and, and the sun is out and, and everyone's hot and everyone's uh, a little horny. And, <laughs> and, and so we just thought, what if we take this beautiful, colourful selves, of, like ourselves, and, um, and parade through the city as a, as a celebration, as an act of love and... Um, and joy and uh, like coming back to self. Um, so that's uh, like I remember I remember that conversation that happened um, and then I remember um, the very first Beltane that was so tiny, like I, sorry, the very first fairy parade that happened um, and it was so small and it was so intimate um, and then since then like seeing how where it's grown from is quite astounding but um like obviously Beltane's happened before 2009, oh, so I yeah. don't want to... <laughs> and the, the Wilded Rituals um, definitely happened before that moment as well. But for, for me personally, um, like I entered the Wildwood around that time. And so 2009 really marks it as the, um, the moment that it all sort of transformed into the, the magical beast that it is today. Mm. Mm. So like this Wildwood coven that we were a part of at that point, and like I say coven because at this point it really was a coven, not a tradition or anything... Uh, we had quite a focus on holding public accessible rituals throughout the year in the middle of the city, like with this idea that like this should be available to people, especially young people. Like, we were all young ourselves at the time, um, but all people. And I think that the the Beltane Parade, the the really opening out, overflowing aspect of this, like a blessing, that the blessing work that it was, was to take that a step further to really like to very openly. Like bless the city, bless the bless this land that we are in, involved in in relationship with, and how the whole human sphere, the urban sphere, is part of that landscape as well. Um, yeah. 
So this year is the 10th one, right? The 10th fairy parade. Mm, that's Where true. We're going to celebrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That's very exciting. Yeah. So how has um for in the in the past decade of fairy parades and blessed rituals of radical provocative love, how has it how have you noticed it evolve this thing? What what are some things you've noticed change from 2009 to 2019? I, I guess the biggest thing that I've noticed is um, the way our community has um, uh, has worked together to bring this event about. Um, like it has grown over the years, and uh, like uh, more people seem to get interested in it. And uh, and there's always a call at the end. It's like yes, Beltane, this this version of Beltane will happen again. Um, but in the early days, it was all like we were just sort of piecing things together and and uh, like not quite organizing this event that definitely needed some organization. So I guess um, the way us as a community have um, worked together to, to bring this about, that's definitely um, grown, improved um, and, and formed into a way that that works for Beltane and works for us. There was there was a lot of um, like people getting burnt out trying to bring this together, mm. um, and so I suppose uh, sharing some of that um, some of that workload out uh, like that that was integral to it c- carrying on. So for me, it's it's the way the community works together and the way we've found ourselves with each other. Um, mm that I've found really change over the 10 years. Yeah, I think we've definitely um, developed a a greater excellence in community organising, especially around this event in that time. And whether that's because like uh, now the people who were in their early 20s organising it now are in their 30s and like an actual adult, some of us. Are you Um, saying we've grown up a little bit? (laughs) Almost. Come on now. Um, (laughs) And I think another piece is like, I think we're pretty magically ambitious. like, I think some of our early early goals were very like, hmm, um, like this is this is like, oh, the Brisbane floods just happened. Let's like let's be mm. like let's just make peace with the land and the river, sort of things. That hmm, actually, the whole world's fucking in peril. Like, how is love <laughs> a force that could support life flourishing? And yeah. and how is the work we do right here really important? Like, how is all of life a love spell? And that's that became like pretty fierce and important. And so I think that we do try to create a, a bigger working inside of the ritual as well, more spell working, more energy raising for that sort of thing. And what is Beltane um, for those um, who don't know and for those listeners? Because we have quite a few listeners who live in, uh, in up there. North so of I us. always learned it how I read it in books because I didn't know any other witches or pagans so it was always Beltane which was the way that that I could phonetically pronounce it um I know that it is Beltana uh in Irish in modern Irish yeah in modern Irish but but whichever way we call it like what do you guys see Beltane or Beltana as some people see it as, as our New Year's, just like they see Samhain as our New mm. Year. Like, what does it mean for you guys? Uh, hmm. Oh, it means so many things, mm. right? Um, and I think, like, part of me, like, like I'm just, like, I'm derailing, but, like, so going through doing mark, uh, PR stuff for it, like, I put out an event for it, I consciously spe- misspell the thing differently the whole way through. I think we shouldn't really be too bound up here in... Brisbane, the backwater of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, actually, however I say a thing, I just it let doesn't. myself say it. So, yeah. I, 
belting, mate. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Um, for me, like there's two pieces. Like a personal layer of belting for me is very much about feeling connected to my own animal reality. Of like, I feel so alive at that time of year. Like. We were just talking earlier even about what it feels like to walk in the warmer air and it starts to feel more connected to an animal body, right, Brody? Yeah. Um, and then, like, it, in the story of the year, like, to me, it's the point where the universe sees itself and and, and really commits to itself as, a, as, hey, I'm in love with all of this mess and <laughs> I, I want to be fully inside of it. And so I feel the holiness like regardless of whether i'm thinking just the fey or just the spirits of place or whatever but the 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 the, the, the numinous awareness of the universe is very much like actually i'm really present i'm looking out with all of my senses because i really want to fuck myself and i really want to get juicy with all of these people and i just can't stop feeling it absolutely and that's how it should feel Mm. But it's also offering this incredible community space that allows people who who have different aspects of that feeling, that definite resurgence of life, that definite we're all feeling it like, you know, I'll muggle it out, like going to Bunnings, you know, all the barbecue stuff's out, all of the lovely petunias are out in bloom, like people are starting to organise their gazebos and they're getting ready for their barbecues and family time and outdoor time and you can see this building up and everyone is in love with this time, Mm. you know. I personally love the cold, loved, loved the the winter part of it as well. What's wrong with you? I'm in the born born continent. Oh no, um, but yeah, I feel as though that it is uh, something that can be embraced by by all cultures. And I know that Wildwood, especially that Beltane Parade, which is why I was in um, invite people to it from all over. Anyone who comes into both the shops and friends and family is that anyone's welcome. It's a celebration of the time of year and family and life as much as it is a turning of a wheel. Mm. Mm. Especially in Brisbane, hey, in the city at that time of year. Mm. Like, and I think for, for me, like that part that you've just said, Brody, is uh, is integral to, to my experience of Beltane, the, that yearning to reach out and reach across the, that sort of divide into the other and, mm. and explore that self that perhaps has been masked up or, or contained or, or held back for whatever reason, for overculture or values or, or whatever the thing that is uh, bounding, binding you back uh, Beltane is a chance to sort of release that and discover what could be for the coming year. Like I've heard um, Beltane uh, means, I'm not sure if this is accurate or 100%, but it means the beautiful flame. And for mm. me, like I love that. Like if, if ever I ask what is Beltane to me, I always come back to the beautiful flame as this sense of uh, like that yearning and that, that, um, that reaching out, but that holy fire inside of us. But then the beautiful version of that, like the, 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 the fact that we, that all is beautiful and that at this point we're all, uh, you know, sweating and the possums are out at night fucking and the sounds that are happening at night time. Everything and the, gets and primal the, yeah, and hot Yeah, the colours are coming out and everyone's in the street. My hay fever flares up. That's hot as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the Clarentine, I, you know. 
It's all. It's. But I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I think also for me, like there is something really delicate and beautiful and lovely, as well as like as well as this lusty. Like like I think we're all clearly we need to get some. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward hey, to the weekend. Hey, but- I've been told that a couple of times this week, and I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> I must just have this repressed look <laughs> on my face. It's the resting goddess face. It's not, yeah. But this is like one of my favorite parts of this time is like, especially in this city, it becomes so spectacular as the jacarandas start blooming mm. and it's we're covered in this carpets of purple and amongst them the silky oaks are blooming mm. and there is these golden sort of like orangey yellow mm. blooms amongst it. And like a good friend of ours who also helps organize this, Molly, she talks about these as the wedding invitations. Like, and I think about Aww. how this is like, like the, the flowers go out, and at this time of year, like migratory animals are coming through to, to to get these fruits and flowers that are there: butterflies, bats, birds. And so it's a really special time of year. It's like this is a like you've been invited. Like we've been invited. Every animal, every plant's been invited into delight, into pleasure. And it looks different for everyone. Like I've. I'm really conscious of that. Like it, some, for some of it, it's really delicate and sweet and gentle, and it looks like a poem. Mm. And I and I feel like I might be in a room of people right now who it looks more um, like limbs, <laughs> limbs and loop. But <laughs> <laughs> the festival of limbs and loop and delightful poems. Mm. So um, wildwood Beltane. So what? So what is this wildwood portion? Because you know Beltane is this ancient festival that continues today um, in various forms. And what is wildwood? What is the wildwood tradition? Hmm. It's a big question. We mm. ask the hard hitting big questions <laughs> here, brothers. Yeah. So, like, like I flagged earlier, there was in like in particularly in Brisbane, wildwood is a is a tradition of witchcraft, um, like one of these modern day witchcraft traditions that seem to pop up every every other day, um, and this one began here in Brisbane, right, like where we are, like not right where we are, but in this city, uh, and so like I said, for a number of years there was a coven meeting offering, like I think our, our something like our byline or our mission statement was something like community focused, youth focused. Um, and it definitely emerged and grew from that into several covens all working together with a particular house of spirits who sort of like claimed us and we claimed them in relationship with this witch's heartland in the other world, in the inner world, uh, the Wildwood. And I have to say, if you're a witch and I say Wildwood, you know where it is and you know how to get there. So it's not our property so much as like a, a, a tradition, a covenant of witches holding holding covenant with this house of spirits and that landscape um, and sharing and community with each other, with fellowship with each other all across the world now as well, like from what was a couple of covens then into now there's solitaries often scattered throughout the US or Europe or sometimes in Asia, sometimes in all throughout Australia. So, yeah, I'm pretty pleased to be part of this this motley crew. <laughs> Does that, I don't know, do you want more about it or? No, I think, I think that's, I think that's super helpful. Um, hmm. I have so many questions. I mean, a lot of the people would know listening to this that I'm also involved. So it's yeah. like, it's this funny moment for me, but it's lovely to hear it from other mouths. Yeah. This is good. What questions might you have? I don't have from questions the more than um, anyone who was looking for community who might be a solitary practitioner like myself. 
that Wildwood offers those spaces. And I feel that I, I say that frequently when I'm trying to direct people who might have just arrived in Brisbane or might have just arrived in Australia as to where, to where to go or where to look or, you know, they're just looking for community. They're looking for some connection while they're here, even if they're here for a month. Um, and that's what Wildwood offers, that there isn't a closed border, that there's a, a wild understanding all amongst us, that we are all part of that same forest and that we're invited into rituals in, in some way or another for certain dates. But everybody is welcome. That's the number one thing I always try and um, bring up across there's uh, lots of other different rituals celebrations groups that that people can be a part of worldwide and in queensland which is where we really try and talk about our, uh, our podcast to let people know who live around here as well as overseas what's going on here but i feel like you guys offer or your group wildwood as 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 a collective offer a very safe harbour for people who want to experience witchcraft, feel a part of community. Um, but but it's not that we don't commit to things because we have our own commitments within our own practices. But it's something different and wonderful to finally get to join in. I can't tell you the first time that I got to celebrate um, Beltane or, or Yule or Imbolc with other pagans other witches that's something i'd never experienced i'd only read it in books and mm. and in australia we're lacking in in people who facilitate that kind of community and that's something that i've experienced with wildwood so i'm not blowing smoke up your ass but that's my <laughs> experience with how i got to know know you and know the group so i guess i just want to encourage anyone who hasn't found out more about what wildwood is um, and definitely if you live in Australia or you're able uh, to get close to Queensland for Beltane, Beltana, around October 31st or it flows over sometimes into the first week of November, um, it would be really wonderful if you if you reached out and researched more about these guys. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> just a little smidge. That was a lot. Just a tiny smidge. A lot to unpack there, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd, thank you. That's it. I guess what's interesting for me, what comes up for me as someone who was there from the beginning of that first coven, is that very much so in the first um, you know, four years of that coven, we were running every weekend. Um, we were running like learning circles on, on the weekends that weren't so close to the full moon and the dark moon or the new moon. And so for a while in Roma Street Parklands, there were these completely open, like mm. completely open. Anyone could come. And what began to happen um, from the very beginning, but what began to happen more and more was we were more and more seduced and enchanted and initiated by these this house of spirits that Jarrah is referring to, of which there are multitudes. And over time, what emerged was a private mystery initiatory tradition mm. too. And so I think something that, um, as with most private initiatory traditions, is not um, seen underneath all the colour and the extroversion of Beltane, for instance, yes. is that there is a very private um, initiatory commitment and covenant that some people have with this tradition. Um, and as Jara mentioned, like I think it was Kate who first said it. Kate is this marvellous, um, Kate Ash is this marvellous um, reclaiming priestess and wildwood priestess. And she once said in a ritual circle, and so it was sacrosanct, it came through her mouth at the time, um, that uh, 
the wildwood belongs to all witches and some witches belong to the wildwood. And certainly when I heard that, mm. I felt um, I felt it. And I felt how that is the crux of um, that uh, lineage for me. Um, and that what that's kind of what differentiates it a little bit between the, the other lineages that I also work in uh, or the other traditions that I also work in. So I'm wondering if uh, Luke or Jarrett, you could speak to that, to, to, to what you feel good about sharing about your personal covenant with this or talk a bit about what it means to you, what initiation means to you. Mm. Again, small questions. <laughs> All right. Um, like, like I, I, I love the question, and I want to jump to this other point, which was like as you flagged, like why this Beltane Festival to me is so important is that to me, like my commitment to it, and I, I'm delighted in like this year and last year even, like increasingly, I, I hold less plates, I hold like I juggle less things. I like this year, I've barely done a thing towards supporting its emergence. So I'm like loving to see other Good. people doing that. You need to enjoy it yeah. yourself, darling. But for me, especially like like this piece of like it being like the the residue of like for you had said like every weekend there being this public offering like like this here was like well at that point maybe maybe four or five years ago maybe more we were like mm, we can't sustain all of this but there was a commitment we will continue to sustain this festival as a public uh, uh, very open very welcoming blessing very and you're out there not behind any closed doors and so mm. I think that's Something that I find very special about Beltane is the uh, the stuff that you were speaking about, Brody. That sense of whoa, I found this thing, and and it is a thing that I, I hope continues to be there for people. As a, yeah. what like I, like even the ones who weren't invited by someone, like literally just walk past the park oh. at the right time, at the right moment, and they're like, "What is happening next?" It's like, <laughs> mm. I can't explain it. Just hang yeah. around. Like so many times now, I've been witness to that where for our overseas listeners it is so hot here at, at Beltane usually every Beltane ritual we have it, it's we're sweating bullets by the time that we've done the maypole and we've we've been doing the whole thing and we've had lovely like whole families come over or people who were just walking through the park or um, Japanese tourists anyone people who were drawn to the the magic that was happening, the dancing that was happening and been invited to stay and break bread, literally sit down and have a picnic. And that's all because of the work that Wildwood has done. Mm. So I'm, I didn't totally ignore Fia's question though, like about initiation and magic and the personalness and all that. I just was like, I didn't want to miss that point. Hmm. Luke, mm. what do you think about that question? Uh... <laughs> Like I guess at a at a very intimate level, um, Wildwood for me has a like obviously has a very special place, um, but I like I have this sense of um, like uh, like the story of the lost ones, like the the people out there that are that are scattered across the winds, and and perhaps we have blood ties, or perhaps we have. Uh, stories that have threaded us through the lives or for some reason we've been we've been cast around and across and and the wildwood for me is this sense of coming home of of belonging of of finding that thing that makes the heart sing and heart like the sing with others um like i uh i didn't know myself as a witch until i met the wildwood um so 
and and that in itself like I, I I suppose I have so much to thank for like thank the wildwood for and everyone that I've met in that to um to to bring that out of me or to to help me to understand that side uh like I was I'm a I'm a Brisbane born person I um, was raised by beautiful blessed bogans in Deegan uh and my <laughs> my <laughs> My only understanding of um, of witches was through Willow and Buffy. Um, so <laughs> accurate <laughs> facts. Where are the lies? That was for that. <laughs> So all of my lore came from that until I met these beautiful people and um, fell in love, and then saw that um, that it it was real and it was true. And and so like this journey since uh, like two thousand and eight nine, like those like ten years of of doing this journey, and now I've. I feel like I've uh, come into myself in a way that I can now begin again. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Wildwood is very close to my heart, so it's hard to almost mm. talk about it yeah. so openly. Yeah. Um, but It's almost like as well when someone puts you on the spot like this and they ask you to, you know, do talk about something you do every day religiously, muscle memory. Like when mm. you get a new assistant work and they're like, just tell them everything you do all day. And you're like, well, fuck, I don't remember what I what do. Is it even do. I've been doing it this way for 10 years. So you have to break it down and go explain what it is about things that you do completely naturally. That mm. this is just part of who our, what our lives are now. Mm. So... Yeah, I do the same thing. I struggle in here all the time, especially since we started the podcast to articulate what it is exactly that I feel about witchcraft or magical community. So mm-hmm. don't worry, it happens. <laughs> we get it. But I, I understand what you mean. I think for me, Wildwood offers, I'm trying to think the words like, like articulation, but I, hmm, like for me, it's it's offers something of the frame narrative, I guess, like the idea of a story that can contain all of my stories. And mm. so as a like I'm a witch, right? And so I'm an ecological creature. And so I need a landscape. Like no story smaller than an entire landscape to help me know that. And that landscape is like not like oh like oh, you know, White Hill Reserve or a very discreet fenced in piece of forest. it's a landscape. It's a forest big enough to include stars and galaxies in it. Mm. Um and so in that, like, like in the journeying through all of that and meeting, like, what's the spirit down the, you know, down at the base of this tree and, the, and amongst its root system? And what's that got to offer me on all of my questions about being a witch and also being a human? Like, and what's that got to offer me as well as what, you know, that, that long river of dark matter between these two stars, the spirit there, like, what do they have to offer me in that conversation? And so I, I feel like it's a great, huge, you know, ecosystem of knowledge and information and awareness which is brilliant and the thing that like wildwood has been very special to me is that it's also my my human heart family of witches like like i spent you know how like a decade or whatever in this devout solitary space and Mm. when i first started working with other witches it was with wildwood witches in those early that early group of freaks and like that transformed me as well um like all the things that like I don't know if other witches have them. All of the little oh we don't talk about that like that I spoke to this and I did this and I did it like and then it's like oh now I can talk about it with other witches, and so for me Wildwood is very much about 
you know, being like, oh, all of my weird little things, like mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, maybe some people would say I'm crazy, but I'm not because that's other people, other people have got these ghosts saying these things to them as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, it's incredibly like the homecoming for me, as much as finding a landscape or whatever to meet myself in, it was meeting these, these, these siblings these sibling witches who I love and I can see some of them right now. I'm going, oh, yeah, Misty. I know. Don't get me all that. I think what's really um, powerful for me is the endless um, discovery. Like when I was in um, Amsterdam last year, I so there's a coven of Wildwood witches in Amsterdam and hey, I... And I um, and I love you, brothers and sisters. I didn't know how to deal with it, you know. Like I kind of was there in the home of Pippaluk and... I, I knew that they were in a coven and, um, I knew, you know, I was there for their initiations. Um, these two new people, or these two old people, because that's how it feels. It feels the way Luke mentioned, which is like these lost people who are actually always found. Um, and so to be in Amsterdam in this place that there were dikes built to stop, you know, to, to stop the sea. <laughs> it, it was reclaimed land. I was standing there and I was so aware that I was in ancient, like, sea sovereign place mm-hmm. in a forest. And I was doing this ritual that I've done 45 times. And I started to hear someone speak Dutch. And I started to hear someone speak Danish. And I started to hear someone speak Spanish in the circle. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, fuck. And and song. And I've, I've since heard some of our liturgy things that I say every week in French and, and, you know, because one of the initiates in Turtle Island, North America is a French speaker and just the power of, you know, to hear deep beneath the shade and power in French blew my fucking face off. (laughs) And, um, and for me, I always, I say this openly now to people, for me, it's ancient. Mm. I remember doing a wildwood ritual for a group of witches initiated in the garden and tradition, Anderson Ferry reclaiming, because often when I go to Portland, I have a friend there who always begs me to do wildwood ritual and he invited all these people <laughs> and I'm doing this ritual and I'm like, cool. And afterwards, I remember one of the gardener and high priestesses turned to me and goes, that was very ancient. And I went, <laughs> yeah, it is. And for me, it is. Like for me, also one of my beloveds, Lee Morgan, helped me really understand how um, sometimes, this is my experience, sometimes um, things, covenants, uh, sibling groups, traditions, practices go white, by which we mean in that cosmology, they go into the other world. Maybe they had to go into the other world because all the humans died out. Maybe the practices were um, denigrated and hunted and torn apart. Maybe maybe it just went into the other world for some reason. And my experience of lighting that cauldron fire on Mount Kutha 13 years ago was that we were a bunch of freaks, as Jarrah said, and we didn't know what we were doing, but we were led there by fate and by need and by desire. And we lit a fire and it opened a door and it has never stopped being overwhelming to me. Like I've never stopped being in rapture about it ever. And that's why I stay because even when human mm. bullshit gets mm. in the way, and I will tell you now, there's not a tradition that doesn't have it. I've mm. touched a few, been in a few. Um, but whenever it gets a bit full on, I remember that I can just, I know how to, I know how to get out of the way and get in, get rapture into me. And that's, that's my wildwood thing is that I constantly go back to rapture, like grounded rapture. And, um, yeah, I just like even now, like as I say that, I'm just like my heart starts beating a bit faster, and um, there's something really pr- 
primal and ecstatic. And I know we used to say those things and I used to say those things about the tradition, but that's all witchcraft. But there's just something really fucking queer as well, like yeah. queer and excellent and like the elixir of the Sabbat. I know these are some just some words to people, but there's some wildwood is like like devil poetry to I me. I was about to say the devil. <laughs> like yeah. Wildwood is like devil poetry. <laughs> I it's think oh. big red. <laughs> I saw a poll somewhere in a traditional witchcraft group uh, in the last few months and it was like, how do you define traditional witchcraft? And I was like, and it was, I think Sabrina helped, like the, mm. that new Sabrina series. And it was like, <laughs> traditional witchcraft, how traditional something is. Like, is it traditional? You can tell by just how much devil is in it. And yeah. I feel like there's a good dose of devil throughout the world. Well, how... <laughs> Far the devil is <laughs> within you. Look, <laughs> I often go like, well, that's the devil's work and not the good devil, not the devil I like to have fun with. That's some bullshit right there. The rest of it, I'm like, that's not my devil. Something else is going on. Another Wildwood, which I know, who is a beloved, often says that, that's not my devil. <laughs> I'm like, that ain't my devil. I don't know what he's telling you. Um, <laughs> I mean, it it sounds like you guys paid us for an advertisement about how wonderful Wildwood is, <laughs> and I'm not, and and, and I'm not <laughs> an um, original member of or anything. I've I've literally met all of you wonderful souls, you wonderful, dirty, beautiful creatures. <laughs> dirty is a good word. That's how I mean. That's how it's, I find my other word. brethren. Um, and it had nothing to do with what Wildwood was or what I, I thought it was because at the time I didn't know. I was just blessed and I felt so scared and nervous to even turn up at one event just to to see what's, what was going on. And I guess if we could kind of send any message out from this little podcast we did today is that if there are other groups out there within Australia, this is an Antipodean Arts podcast but if there are smaller groups out there anywhere in the world, we need more of you. We need more of you to organise events. We need more of you to create queer and um, and magical, friendly spaces where people feel as though they can be themselves and ask questions and learn things. I've had a couple of conversations within this week about creating a free library of source and I am, I'm more than willing to do it here in Brisbane I just feel like we need more of this in general because I know for a fact that I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now working in the stores I'm working in, working at the level I'm working in within witchcraft if I hadn't have been given the opportunity to become a part of even for that brief solstice sabbat moment part of a coffin because you cannot replicate that kind of connection. And, um, yeah, so a, a huge thank you to guys. I hope that everyone who listens to the podcast finds you both. This is our time. I want you to tell me everything about, like, both yourselves and we, we haven't even touched on your beautiful photography and art and, and, and everything. So spruik yourselves. How can people find you? How can people get in touch with you to do their own things? With ya. You both have websites, I think. <laughs> Give me the www dots. Oh, like my website, I, th- I haven't updated it in months, so like I don't want to say. But anyway, I do have a website, jarastaggard.com. 
Um, you gotta spell it on here. Oh, J A R R A H. Oh, we're talking about that ASMR. Oh, I love Stagard, it. S T A G G A R D dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was brilliantly designed by a designer friend I know. Someone who does all this brilliant art and stuff. I'll let him spruik himself. He's just sitting next to me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, like I like designer you know friend. I teach in <laughs> I teach generally I teach in reclaiming. Um, I do things like come come hang out if you're interested. Uh, yeah, that's me. And me then, Yourself, I guess. Darling. Hello. Um, where would people find me? Well, um, yeah, the internet is a good place to start. Um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what else? Um, uh, what do I talk about? Well, I guess... Spruik um, yourself, Luke. Okay. So I want to know everything that's going on with you at the moment. How do people find you? How do they employ you? Yeah. How do they see your amazing art? Um, I have to say, like, I've told people throughout, friends I have in burlesque and in magic in Melbourne in Australia, they need to contact you. You do some of the most incredible um, portraiture. It's true. I've seen that capture actual magic fucking yes. shit going on in photos. Possessed people. <laughs> so please talk about your artwork and talk about what you do. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I, I'd like to first thank Hermes. <laughs> mm. um, I, I do work with him closely, so um, I think he's got my back there. Um, like any time, like I am a photographer and mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess I specialise or I, I absolutely adore photographing magic and ritual. Um, there's something so um, so surreal and authentic about it, um, and and when I go into these sessions where I'm photographing witches or or um, like they're doing their spellcraft or perhaps they're doing a ritual, I will um, invoke Hermes and um, ask him to to grace me as I move through these spaces because I know how um, how tender they can be and how careful um, you need to tread around, especially when I'm carrying some like big lump of glass and metal and mirror um, and then aiming that at people. And so I know how intrusive that can be. So I, I um, am so thankful for Hermes to, um, to guide me through that um, and ease the, the, the grace of it. Um, I, so I guess I, I am a photographer. Um, you can find me at www.fleetfootphotography.com, which is F L E T F O T. P H O T O G R A P H Y. That was a lot of letters. Yes. <laughs> that was very mercurial. <laughs> Gold star. Gold star. But um, <laughs> I, I've also, I am an animator. I'm an illustrator. Incredible um, animation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I also teach animation. Um, so <clears throat> I, I guess I, I just love. Uh, visual arts and um, and I love using my hands uh, like I love that tactile nature of witchcraft and mm. uh, like uh, like using this material world to create magic and to build magic out of out of what we've got before us and and what our hands can do and and what our minds and hands can work together and um, yeah, yeah. So photography, animation, illustration, hit me up. I will listen to you. I'm super friendly and really approachable. <laughs> and um, and I love traveling. So if you want to <laughs> take me somewhere, then yes, I'm totally willing to, um, to come to you. <laughs> I just want to say as well, um, thank you, Luke, that 
um, you're both excellent. And, <laughs> um, and Jara, you, who didn't talk a lot <laughs> um, about yourself. I was just about to think that. Is, like, you did not, you did not spruik yourself. You know, you're, you're a very sophisticated, graceful, excellent facilitator and anyone and, would be lucky to learn with you. Oh, an incredible teacher. Mm. And, and, and you hold space. Like, I don't... You hold space. You hold space like no one else does. It's true. It, it is my superpower. It's your superpower. Mm, mm, mm. It's one of them. I actually have one, like we have time and I have this really burning question that links in with all of this. So in the very beginning of the Wildwood, we were obsessed with and continue to be obsessed with the greening. Mm. And I have, and I believe it's our current. So I have a question and it, and I'm going to link it to queerness because something that is often said, we have, there's a lot of rumors that fly around in Australia about, about, about the Wildwood. And one is that we're a gay tradition. Yes. And one is that we're a gay tradition. Oh, I'm so gay. That's so true. Which is true (laughs) and not true. So I'm interested in the um, the place where the greening and what we often call in the wildwood queerness um, meet. And mm. I'd really like to hear from both of you on that. Mm. Jara? Okay, so even Brody said this thing before, like, hey, wherever you are, keep do, do this work. You don't need to find a thing. Like, just start doing it. And so I read somewhere the other day, the land makes witches or the land calls for witches. Mm-hmm. And I mean the land in the big capital L land. Like, the land... That, 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 you know, when they laid down the, the foundations of the towers and the walls and the roads, they were laying it on the land yeah. and the land was loud and said, mm, I need some witches. <laughs> um, so to me, the greening is the summons, the summons to magic. And at a time where we have massive extinction rates, we have horrific, horrific extremes of empire. Um, the call for witches is, is very loud and the call for people to come forth whether like whatever words we use to describe ourselves to to do this to meet the obligation of magic that the land calls for to to do this work and so to me that's what the greening is about and is the current we're in um is is to like it's not just like it's not just i'll be show up like going to a rally it's like uh, like it's it's i don't know i don't know i'm losing the words but it's that piece it's that piece um and like, and I think that like the queerness, like it's queer is all like to me is always what is strange and other, and it's, mm. as it, we are told inside the walls is what belongs outside the walls because it has different skin color or it speaks a different language or it it practices its religion differently or it takes it up the ass or whatever it is, and so um, so like to to say so, so actually like all forms of witchcraft should. Let's get outside of the, the, the these fences. Let's go over the hedge. Mm-hmm. Let's go into the wild. The the, the the wild is the heartland of the queer as well. I think mm-hmm. like the the queer is there, and the, if if the greening is the call of the land, then then the queer, queer is its laughter, saying, "Oh, and let's make it nice and yeah. fun." <laughs> yeah. um, I think, and I think as well, like like we've been speaking a lot about the wildwood is this or this, and I think that for Luke, Fiona, and I, our, like I know we're strong allies as well. Like we. Like we, uh, we've probably got a lot of overlap. I want to say, mm. you know, there's people all over the planet, and even people all throughout Brisbane who we're in community with, who are wildwood witches, who probably say lots of different things to us. Like it's very anarchic, anarchist. It's very um, self-sovereign, and so, queer, like what I say and what anyone else would say will be very different. I think that's a piece of the queer. Mm. Is that something? Check. I love that. Is that something that you find that? people have umbrage with that we have sovereignty over <laughs> ourselves and our sexuality and our 
Or people like, like say, other Wildwood witches, or just in general. Uh, th- some of the feedback that you were saying you were getting from other people within Wildwood or within not within, within Wildwood. Other it's more that some. It's more that in the broader witchcraft community, it has been said that we are the gay tradition. It. Mm. Do- I mean, I feel for the straight and bi <laughs> and people who are part Look, of that this tradition. Is the, that just this is got the eradicated. shit that really fucks me off, and like <laughs> that I knew that was going to come up in in, in, in the podcast Look, at some point, right? How I searched my whole life to to find other creatures that believed in magic like I did, that practiced magic like I did, that loved animals and loved nature like I did, and that understood that things weren't as simple or as as the eye made them appear to be. Mm. And I found those people, and then I found there were fucking bigots hanging out there. Mm. And there were people who were... Frightened, or, or or not just frightened, hated people who were different, and I'm like, hang on, I thought that I had I had fought through probably you know five or six lifetimes to find you other witches, and I finally thought we'd found a safe space, and hang on, you're all picking on each other as well, mm. you're all I targeting each other as well for not being the kind of other that you would like to see. Mm. Maybe I'm being naive, but I just didn't realize that that was no, happening within Wildwood as well. Like They're that is everywhere. making me very upset. I knew, I knew, I know that it does happen within um, Hoodoo communities. I was very frustrated when I saw that it happened with Z Budapest, and it happened um, within big big community gatherings overseas. Everywhere, it We're breaks humans, my right? freaking heart. Mm. We finally thought we found a safe space. And we've fought against everyone else and been murdered for who we are. And and this isn't okay. Mm. It's always disappointing to me. And I think like, oh. that early that early Wildwood group that we, like, you know, many of us were gay men, or at least at that point would have said, oh, like, I'm a gay man. Mm. Um, and I think because we were very queer welcoming, that was read as, um, you know, we're like only to, to uh, you know where for many people they were their background was in a very sort of diabolical wicker sort of thing like it's oh I didn't mean it in that sense I meant like <laughs> no like I dualism. love that that's I so delicious yeah I was like diabolical I meant wicker. dualism like oh, anyway. um, that's our next book <laughs> trademark diabolical oh, wicker he meant he, he meant dualistic I meant dualistic where they have the god heteronormative I meant heteronormative and it just came out as diabolical I'm sorry well some Wiccans would argue that they are diabolical. And it's probably true. Luke, before we, like, I'd love to hear a response to the, I mean, there's so much going on right now and this is Wildwood Magic right Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear from you as well um, on this, on this, um, your feelings of the greening and queer. Mm. Uh, When I, when I think of this, I, like, I remember me being a teenager and standing in the city and having my feet on concrete ground and looking at these buildings and looking at these bridges and all of these structures and these things that are so firm and um, almost uh, like believing in that, believing that those things were permanent and they were forever. And then I would um, cast myself onto a beach and feel my my feet in the sand or in the woods and feel my feet in the leaves and the dirt. And, and I think of like the, like the, the nature of, uh, like that, that, that demon of, of, of permanence. Uh, and so for me, the greening and the queerness, um, makes me remember, or it reminds me that 
this world is not fixed, that these structures have only been in place for a small time, that uh, we are actually the creators of what comes forth from here, um, that this world is fluid and we will not behave as though it is fixed. Mm. We hold time and necessity at our hands and we move through the world making the world and we, uh, we, we can look at ourselves like we can look out look at ourselves in the mirror we can look in our eyes and know that we are all beautiful you are beautiful and we can be bigger than this mm. when i say this i mean this overculture this thing that 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 tears down and and uh constricts and and makes people feel worse and and feel as though they need to push their shit onto other people mm, yeah. or or pull all of these other people down i uh, the greening and um and queerness reminds me to um continue to be uh that spark of change mm. I like to say that witches are the enemies of empire. It's kind of my like affirmation at the moment. Mm -hmm. I know it's not original, but it's just kind of what's going on in my head and my heart. And um, thank you so much for bearing the fire of your head and the honey of your heart um, mm -hmm. on this podcast. I'd love to finish with um, something that we chant in the Wildwood a lot because it's a spell. And I believe that every time it's chanted, another door is opened. Um, so I'm going to chant it. Feel, those who know it, feel free to chant it with me. <laughs> Deep beneath the shade and power of this tree we call our tower. Day is fleeting, shadows fall across the path our feet touch all. End to end this circle's path, blazing, shining as we laugh. Dance the merry round with spark as we witches tread the dark. Wheel turning, eight red suns, spiral serpents birth the one. Crescent moon lays down her claim to her lover hanging lame. And we, the witches of Wildwood, stand where ancient stones once stood. Now the greening seeks the grove and that which rests in treasure trove. Lay beneath the wolf sky With up the dark clouds falling An omen apparition And with the thunder rolling Our how preceded the storm We lay beneath the wolf sky We lay beneath the wolf sky This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast Music by Wendy Rule The song is Wolf Sky Wolf Sky